Hello, and welcome to MiceCast. This is Greg and Mike, your hosts. Yes, we are here, and today we're going to talk about Tomorrowland and Disneyland. We've had some forum posters ask us to quit talking about DCA so much and give some thought on Tomorrowland. And it just so happens today that uh, Al Lutz at MySage broke some, or leaked, or let us know some of Disneyland's plans for Tomorrowland. And we're going to read you his little post and then uh, talk about it. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I liked introducing the host. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> okay, should we try again? No, no, no. No, I'm just kidding. We can keep going on the cast. That was just just a comment for those regular listeners who's used to Mike coming in and doing that part of the bulls crap. But uh, well, see, it's throwing everybody off. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we should we should save this for April Fools. That's right. We got to keep this real because you know this isn't as polished as some of those other podcasts. Yeah, that's what we're all about. Real. <laughs> Not yeah, non-polished, <laughs> real. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll do housekeeping crap at the end. We'll. Sure. People to the podcast network and all that at the end. Let's, Works for me. Let's jump into what Al's broken here. Let's jump into it. All right. So I'm going to start with uh, Al's MySage post today, and he calls it Tomorrow Grand. And he starts off by saying, Meanwhile, over at Disneyland, the bulldozers have already moved in on the next round of Tomorrowland's fixes. While the pace of progress on the new island home of the Mr. Ray show scene out in the middle of the lagoon quickens by the day, they've begun getting the adjacent areas of Tomorrowland ready for the crowds that will descend on this new ride in the spring. Mr. Ray's show scene is going in the revamped Finding Nemo sub-ride, just in case anyone hasn't kept up with that. So now that the Buzz Lightyear is is a hit and playing host to 20,000 or more riders per day, that's a lot. They can reclaim it's the a fair chunk of yeah. Things, yeah. They can reclaim the seating area stolen from Tomorrowland Terrace eight years ago when they built the Q-Tunnel for rocket rods. The two dozen rocket rod fans out there will remember that the long rods queue dove underground into a tunnel between the old Circle Vision Theater and the People Mover loading area. While Walt Disney Imagineering works on their plans for an eventual return of the People Mover later this decade, I'm sure that statement's going to make a lot of people happy. A decade's a big time. Yeah, but People Mover coming back. That's big news. They've well. acknowledged that they'll never need that Rocket Rods Q tunnel again, and they can reconfigure <laughs> the land that sits on top of it for, for more dining areas or Tomorrowland Terrace. Those blue sky people mover plans and the repositioning of the rocket jets on top of the loading area are what have held up the initial plans to rip out the rock work and reconfigure the space around the Astro Orbiter and the Tomorrowland entrance. So now that not only is people mover coming back, but they're going to put Rocket Rods back where it goes. That's cool. What, in the trash? <laughs> no, on top of the people mover loading area. Didn't you say rocket rods? You meant the rocket jets. Rocket jets, I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't. I think you I, said rods. You got a I, you I, know, I, got I, rod on cares. the brain. Who cares? That's, yeah, who cares? Yeah. They'll need that extra patio space beside the people mover station because the tables on the other side of the Tomorrowland Terrace dance floor will have to be removed to free up more space once the submarine voyage at monorail queues bring thousands of more people into that plaza area each hour. Gosh, that's a run-on sentence. You can't read. No, that's a run-on sentence. Did you graduate? (laughs) Speaking of the subs... (laughs) Mike can't read. (laughs) Here's a set of shots from last Sunday showing the latest progress. Okay, so there's pictures, the sub lagoon, 
fully engulfed in construction. Um, let's see. And then, uh, as it stands now, the Finding Nemo submarine voyage project is on track to be turned over to Disneyland operations in February 2007. It's less than a year away, Greg. With soft openings possible as early as March of 2007. The big media party and grand opening ceremonies will be staged in May, but the first ride reports could be coming in in just 12 months from now. And then he has a little side note here saying, yes, he knows that Tomorrowland Terrace is supposed to be called Club Buzz, but everyone, cast members and visitors, still call it Tomorrowland Terrace. And in his opinion, they really need to change that name back. So, Yeah, well, you know, you know there's something interesting there, too. I don't know if everybody knows this, but um, you mentioned or said when uh, Imagineering turns the attraction over to Disneyland. As it goes right now, it is Walt Disney Imagineering's, and in theory, uh, you know they have to let Disney cast members in. They they have total, uh, let's say, rights to the site, if you will. It's it's theirs until they've given the green light uh, to turn it over. They in in theory, Disneyland purchases a traction or contracts Walt Disney Imagineering. To do an attraction, and not everybody kind of understands that concept, but loosely, that's probably not exactly how it works, but that's pretty close. Okay, so what's your opinion? They're kind of Tomorrowland's getting a makeover, don't you think? Long overdue? You think I have an opinion? I never have an opinion. (laughs) Silly me to ask. Yeah, silly you. You're just here for the Um, ride. So I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. No, I was you know I was flipping through some of my old Disney news and reminiscing of some of these pictures and. God, I just happened to stop on the Living Seas, and I'm sickened by what I saw last time after seeing this picture here, but I digress. Uh, back to Tomorrowland. I'm so happy to see them rip out that area that just bottlenecked the the flow of traffic yeah, around. Yeah, kind of bad. Uh, uh, yeah, around the uh, old people mover staging platform or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know if I totally agree. Now, you know, I've been in the tunnel below the Tomorrowland Terrace uh, as a cast member, and... Of course, I've ridden rocket rods. I think once, and it's you know. Really? I think only, I only yeah. Only once? I think maybe once or twice I ever made it onto it. One, the line was too freaking long, and two, after I rode it once, I wasn't that impressed. Where I thought I needed to ride it a bunch more times. Um, cool technology, nice idea, but they really cheesed out and went <clears throat> went cheap. Yeah. You know, how about banking the track so you don't have to slow down in the corners? That's a, that would be a novel concept. Uh, you know, little things like that just bug the crap that, out of me. That it's ride like, was annoying. Speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. It's like riding with a, you know, someone learning to drive. It's a, you make <laughs> up your mind. Or you need to drive a stick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It was, you know, I had to go to the bathroom every time I got off that ride. <clears throat> to do what? Vomit? No. Urinate. Oh, because it's starting, like starting at just stopping, stopping, start, stopping, start. It's like he's writing someone, like say, learning how to stick shift, and you know. And it makes you want to pee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. You got that clear now? That well, now that you know about my bodily functions. I just don't. I don't understand how stopping, starting affects a bladder, but. Yeah, uh, go out and ride with my wife when she's driving <laughs> stick shift, and you'll figure it out. I think that's just fear. You're trying not to wet your pants. Well, <laughs> might be. Who knows. <laughs> Anyways, we'll discuss that <laughs> off uh, offline sometimes, okay. and I'll, I'll get you clued in. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, but I think this is good. But I just didn't think the the tunnel was that close to uh, the edge, let's say, or to the surface that 
waiting to decide whether or not they'd ever use the tunnel again would matter for removing what was above it. I know there was a slight incline, but you know you needed to incline to get up to Tomorrowland Terrace anyways. You used to have to make three or four steps. Well, now you you know you just kind of uh, ramped it, which actually works for you know the ADA makes it easier to access the uh, um, the area rather than having to go around to the middle from the stage area. I think that was the only place you could get a, a wheelchair up in the past. I I have really not cruised through that area too much anymore. It's usually too crowded to get through. I don't eat at that place. I don't and, go watch Buzz Lightyear. There's so. nothing going on in there anyway. No, you know, the good old bands, The uh, anybody remembers, you know, uh, Michael Iceberg, Just, the little guy in the, the pyramid uh, that used to, to have all the synthesizers and keyboards. It was kind of cool back in the day. Uh, not to mention dozens of bands that have been through there. I mean, that to me, that was a dance location. It's not a, it's not a Buzz Lightyear dance in a cost place. I mean, yeah, the kids like it, but I'm just, I'm just disappointed with it because it was a used to be a great place to see bands, and it just it's it's not anymore. But I would be, I'd welcome the People Mover back in some form or another. I don't think we can put the Wedway in. Unless they've made some advances oh, uh, on how a, a how that lot works, of infrastructure upgrade. Well, you know, it's, what's it going to cost to put an old people mover track back in? I mean, it's not like they have the pieces sitting in the back waiting for them to go. I'm sure they'll build uh, new uh, new ride vehicles. I, 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 you know, what are they going to do? Pull them out of the TDA building and stick them back in the park? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Pull them out of the cafeteria uh, back there. Yeah. All right, aren't they cafeteria oh, tables now? Uh, well, I think there's one in the TDA building. Um, I, I was thinking there there might be one in that cafeteria back there. You know, any current cast members that can clue me in on that, you know, then uh, you're welcome to do so. I've only been in that cafeteria once. I, was, I forgot. I, had, I think I had to go in and uh, give a deposition or something because the security union was... Uh, bitching about something and then going to task with uh, the park. So went in there and gave my two cents. Uh, so I got to cruise around, uh, check out the... I had been a long time since I've been in the Team Disney building. But, uh, I was there. I, I left not too long. I, I don't want to say before it was finished. I think it had probably just opened uh, or been open for a little while when I was there. But anyways... Um, uh, Tomorrowland needs a lot of work. I mean, that's, I'd like to see innovations, or innovate, whatever they call that. Stupid, I'd like yeah. to see that gutted and redone. I, I don't like it. Um, yeah, it's not. That's uh, no fun. It's it's not fun. Uh, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see the Pixarization, and I'm sure it's going to come, or it's my guess it might come to the uh, Autopia. Autopia's move the entrance then over to Fantasyland and not be in Tomorrowland. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. They, maybe they need something to draw people back towards the train station over there. I just I just see that as a potential thing to do to it, and I don't think it's going to gonna work well necessarily with Tomorrowland. Well, Tomorrowland uh, cannot live on Space Mountain alone, or in, in this case, Space Mountain and Buzz alone. Star Tours is very much long in the tooth, overdue for an update. You know, she'll be 20, yeah, you know, it'll be 20 years old. 20 years old next some, year. Someone on the the, the po- Disney Podcast Net had, uh, I guess they didn't like that I totally dig Soren and 
kept calling it soaring on the last podcast, uh, but you're, they were right. It is soaring, and they see that you know it's ripe to have a film change, and that technology is not that big of a deal. It's just a big IMAX screen with your face stuffed in the middle of it. Though the ride vehicle to get you there may be innovative, they didn't think the overall show was all that hot. And my comment back to that was, I've been waiting for a winter holiday on Hoth, on Star Tours, <laughs> awesome for a idea. long time, and it's never happened. I mean, they, they tease you in the pre-show that there may be other destinations, and Correct. it's not happened. And you can't obviously have each ride vehicle be a different destination uh, because of the four ride vehicles they have at Disneyland, and I think the... Six? Was it six, six. or... Six of them at the Disney MGM Geo, because then people would be jockeying and saying, "I want to be in number one, or I want to be in number two. You either got to change them all, or that one's not running not today. Change them. You know, that's what they say. But yeah, well, it's just uh, yeah, but you, you, I mean, you can't do that because you know it's you might the next time through get in that one, then you're pissed off that the guy said you, it wasn't running. It, I mean, you either got to change them all or not. It's it's a. Um, but see, I I think. I think Star Tours, an update for Star Tours would be getting off of a film-based projection, uh, you know, the thing going on in the front, you know, the the motion, you know, what the you film? see. Yeah. <laughs> but take it away from film and make it digital. You know, you hang a plasma screen or something there because, I mean, you and I have seen the, the boxes from the outside. They got those big old film racks on the back of them. To make that that eight minute film one long continuous loop, so when it gets no, back I, I, to the beginning, it is very in interesting to see that operate from below and see how much motion is really going on to give you the sensation inside. But the, it's funny that you mention that because you know Richard, you know we're dickless again because Richard again. didn't show up to the studio. But anyways. He's complained, his big DCA complaint, and we'll get back to Tomorrowland in a second because this kind of is a correlation, uh, has been that everything's off the shelf at um, DCA, or in his opinion. You know, I mean, the screaming is off the shelf, yet it's, you know, tailored to what the park needed. But, it, yes, it is off the shelf. Uh, Mulholland's off the shelf, blah, 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 so on and so Sword forth. Is not for, off the shelf. A Soren is not, no. Uh, either is, uh, well, Tower of Terror could be considered off the shelf since they've done one already. Well, but, but it's still uh, not, not Not in the sense that they went to some carny factory and, and bought an off-the-shelf attraction. Um, but I said, well, Star Tours wasn't their technology. I mean, that was a ride system that they got somewhere else. They had purchased or had manufactured for them, but the original ride vehicle used video instead of film. But they wanted the quality. This is according to Richard from uh, some of his uh, preceding days at Disney before I was there. And he had seen the mock-up and ridden the mock-up at Imagineering, or not the mock-up, the full-scale uh, test vehicle. And he said that originally they had used video and they adapted it to film because of the film quality. So, yeah, they had to mount those film uh, canisters, projectors, make it all work. I mean, many times when I get calls in, in uh, security about it, Going down, once you know, I'm trying to remember the old codes. I think 101 was down, totally down, and then 103 was far, whatever the different codes were. We could call it'd be film, you know, they had to replace a film. I mean, one of the common ones was you know, a kid puked, or uh, that was always fun. It's always fun when you don't have to clean it up, but um, 
So going back, now that digital has really progressed, yeah, maybe now it's time to go digital uh, and, and get off of the film. And that, that is a very good suggestion uh, now with these high-end plasmas and LCDs and high definition. It could be pretty pretty cool. Think how quick you could change a Star Tours trip, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a little program. Loader program and it's oh so you're saying like for instance I want to go to Hoth uh, during Christmas because it's a cold planet it seems Christmassy like sure you could easily just plug it in okay our Christmas overlay is we're going to Hoth yeah and, and it then takes, our it takes our a week. summer might be going to Tatooine because uh, it's it, it's hot yeah yeah, yeah you know that's that's not a bad idea but I mean, it's that, a week. That, my, my you know, of course, yeah, you, I mean, you got to produce these films and, and whatever they're going to do together, but it would give them the ability to literally, uh, I mean, shoot, the changeover between holiday overlay or seasons, it's a matter of a, a couple of buttons of programming versus taking the attraction down yeah. for a length of time. Well, you know, but you take it down for a week, do some maintenance, load the new stuff, test it, make sure it goes, not like holiday overlays for uh, Small World and Mansion that take six weeks to put in and rip out. Yeah. No, you know, I, th- I, th- I think that's a great idea. I've always thought that that traction was ripe for changes, and they have never used it. In fact, if I was if I was Lucas, I'd be very disappointed in the direction they've went or lack of direction for some of his attractions that he's been involved with. And mainly, you know, Star Tours, the Indiana Jones, okay, there's not going to be a whole lot of change to the stunt show. But Star Tours is, with the technology that it is, it's just ripe for um, a revision. And easily, I'm, I, God, I can't think of a time I've spent over 15 minutes in line to Star Tours lately. No, I remember the, uh, stand, the first time I stood in line for that ride was oh God, that's, easily a good that's hour. Just, that's yeah. just sick thinking about it. Well, the, the other day I was in the park, 60 minutes for Space Mountain. Almost walk on for Star Tours. Because Space Mountain's new, I, you know. There's something. Oh well, yeah, but you know, a lot of yeah, a lot of people are going back. I've oh, got to write it now. It's you know reopening. Everything and, that's you know, new. There's, some, there, there's some rumor about Star Tours going to a uh, a rockin' uh, like a rock night where at night they're going to change mean Space the. Mountain. What did I say? Star Tours. Oh, I'm sorry. You're you are correct. Space Mountain, where they might go to a um, a rock. And roll. Uh, That's not rumor. Soundtrack at night. That's not that? rumor. Is it happening? Grad nights are supposed to be hitting it. In oh, that's right. That was going to be the test case, right? Grad yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. little chance I think we're getting to grad night. So no, I don't care. Guess we'll have to wait. I'm done with that. <laughs> but, but you know, do we do we want to address anything that Al talked about? Do we want to care? You know, do we? Well, what else did Al talk about well, that you want to address? I don't know. I just you know want to make sure we're not. Give me a point that city. you want to. You want to mention here? No, all right. Let's see. Well, moving moving rocket jets back up top. Uh, I, think I actually awesome. think that's a great idea, but not only do I want to get away from the astral orbiter, though you know it's it's got its pluses, I guess. The uh, DFs out there probably want to go back to the original. Are you going to be able to control yourself tonight yes, with that? Yes, yes. Okay. And for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, DF is a Disney fundamentalist. Uh, for Mike, I think it means something else, yes. but he can't keep his giggles to himself. But anyways, the DFs would probably say, let's go back to the original. I say, no. 
let's take the rockets back up there, but let's think about a different ride vehicle that may be a little more modern or look a little more to the future than the ones that they're using now. And increased capacity like they've done with Aladdin's Magic Carpets and the Triceratops spin. Not Triceratops spin. Yeah, and how, how, in your opinion, have they increased it's capacity on those? It's, it's two rows. You didn't ride Aladdin's Car- Magic Carpets, uh, did you? You know what? It's two no. rows. It's no, two I rows. Didn't. The front row gets to control the up and down, and the back row controls the angle or the, the pitch of the ride vehicle as it goes around in a circle. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I, you know, I, okay, so it's two rows of seating. So you're four people versus... Four to, uh, four to six, right? Depending. Because you, yeah, you, you, yeah. you can stuff three people in a, in a Dumbo if you need to. Not And three people in a, in a rocket or Astro Orbiter, you know, because it's tandem seating. Yeah. Like, yeah, I understand. I actually thought what you meant was maybe have an, a longer arm and a shorter arm, and they're kind of staggered, and you could increase the capacity by having more no, no, uh, vehicles around the, the center. Well, you could do that, too, but I, I was just like, they've already done it I'm with not, two, two of those kind of rides. Okay, which systems. one you say they've done it on Aladdin and Aladdin's which other one? Carpet and Triceratops spin. Oh, we, I, I guess I didn't pay it. We didn't spend that much time in that area of... Uh, well, it's right next to the primeval world. Yeah, I, I, I know where it is. I just, so again, that was a little bit of a carny area to me. A, so I, we, It's a glorified Dumbo-type attraction. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I, I, was, I guess yeah, I was kind of shocked when I saw Aladdin spin in Adventureland. I was... You know, call me a DF, but that just seemed like a weird. I, I realize it's kind of adventure landy. It just, I don't know, it didn't set well with me. But forget it. That now here's another. Here's being. another thing that I don't like about but, the Astro but Orbiter. but the the weenie to bring the weenie back down yes, to the end of the street it would be good. Uh, but the old Saturn V with the you know round rockets, I think, is a tired yeah, it's a and dated. old. Dated we're not throwing ride Saturn, vehicle. We're not throwing Saturn Fives into the sky anymore. No, it's been a while. So, Astro Orbiter. That's because that was that kind of retro Jules Verne look. So that's got to go. You'll unless notice, you're going to do the whole area that way. You'll notice though that Astro Orbiter is the only attraction still with that cheesy color scheme in Tomorrowland. No, I, I, I point taken. I, I agree else, with you. Everything else has been moved back to that silver and white and blue look. Yeah. I, well, I see that was the whole, the white, you know, it was always the clean future look. Um, you know, it took Lucas to go to a more gritty future. Though, you know, the purists there may argue that it really wasn't the future because it was in a galaxy far, far, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So it was really the past. But anyways, it because of the theme, people think of it as a future. Uh, sure type of thing. So in that vein, you know, they took the more gritty Western approach versus maybe Star Trek with the over clean Everything's uh, sanitized future, approach. Yeah. But well, that's that's what a lot of the you know the Star Trek fans didn't like about some of the newer stuff that Bergman and those guys were doing is uh, it wasn't such a happy world in <laughs> 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 and, and theirs like it was with um, uh, Roddenberry. But anyways Something, something there. Now let's see. People mover. See, I always thought as a a a side note to Tomorrowland, or if the company can't seem to stay on track and keeping trying to keep it ahead of the future and looking forward, that maybe you should 
restructure Tomorrowland into some kind of other theme that can still use uh, advanced, you know, like space exploration, that kind of stuff, is maybe taken as to an off-world location, where now it's fantasy future or fantasy technology. Which is science fiction almost. Because the line between science fiction and fantasy can blur really easily. Oh, no no doubt. So let's say, for instance, I'm going to throw out there that Tomorrowland becomes Moss Eisley from Star Tours. They've already got some links with George Lucas. So where could we take that? You know, now you've got, you know, the rocket jets could be uh, little stars, or not star speeders. Well, they, they could be that, or they could be the little... Land speeders. Um, land speeders like Luke drove around with, with uh, Obi-Wan. You can have those things spinning around. Okay, that's fine. You find some kind of, you know, center vehicle that works for that. The people mover could be some kind of uh, transportation vehicle that you've seen in one of the movies. I'm going back to the original Star Wars, not to the newer ones. It could be done uh, to one of those also. Uh, so now, you know, Space Mountain could work into there easily. I could see Space Mountain be the spaceport. Uh, to take you off of Tantooine. You know, you take uh, your little rocket ride, and even in there you could uh, do something with the Star Wars theming. And, I mean, that, that that vehicle inside is not unlike some vehicles that ended up in the Star Wars movies. Uh, you know, in its basic shape, long long spine, capsule in the front, the, the rockets in the back. Uh, not unlike something you've seen in some of the Star Wars movies. Or Star Wars, of course, could be updated to something more current. And I guess the the real fun would be, you know, do you make this area uh, under the rule of the Empire or under the rule (laughs) of the Republic, and then how you could take that theming even or or, uh, storytelling even further. Uh, I mean, could you see, you know, the stormtroopers walking around and harassing you, you know, show me your papers or... You know, stuff to just have fun. Uh, you know, if it's the Republic, that's almost too goody two-shoes. So, yeah, I mean, you could make a Jedi temple somewhere in there and, and have something. You've got the DMs uh, in a lather now. You're taking oh, a, I'm sure I do. But think think about land. this. Calling think about this. You, you, you go into um, what's Innoventions, or take our, uh, we'll call it the Carousel of Progress ride building, because I just... The intervention just still kind of churns you know, my stomach a little. There are some fun things in interventions. There are some fun games in there. Oh, okay, there but is, tomor- is Tomorrowland about games? You know, you can play games anywhere. Right? You, you know, uh, well, if you want to talk about games, what happened to the good old um, arcade? Arcade. It's the one level it's on now barely has any games of interest. When it used to be two levels, it was a lot of fun. Now, big again, when I, was in, when I was in the security. We were always having problems in there. Kids trying to scan the games. Uh, sometimes it became more of a hangout where kids harass people, but it still was that's fun. There's a lot of activity that probably, going on. That right there probably led to it being reduced in scale. I wonder how many teenager problems they have now. When, when, in a, For the crappy games they have now, probably not space. much. And it costs but a then, lot. you know, look at you know at, at downtown Disney. They've got that huge five-story Disney Quest. It seems very successful. People are packed in that place. They even charge a separate ticket for that. That's, that's what's almost unbelievable. People go in there and pay it, and they, they do it. But back to Disneyland. Uh, imagine, if you will, if you go on the uh, 
Carousel Progress Building. And I'm going to kind of co-opt this from a guy I worked with. He had this idea about what they could do with that building. I thought it was a great idea, so I'm, I'm going to kind of expound on his idea and then twist it into my Star Wars uh, realm. Is if you're there under the Empire's rules, and if you if you even if you take this to the newer movies where the Empire isn't taken over yet, you're so far on the outer rim that nobody gives a crap about slavery, right? Right. So you you go in and you have whatever pre-show, and and basically the auctioneer he's going to take you around to these different scenes where there's they're auctioning off you know, slaves from around the galaxy. And now the, the show that I think this guy had kind of come up with was more of an intergalactic zoo. And you could still do that, or you could have, uh, let's say you have that guy from the, the Star Wars Phantom Menace, uh, the little um, kind of guy that buzzed around that yeah, owned, yeah. you know, Luke is a... Uh, a little yeah. kid, Anakin. or not Luke, yeah. but Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like your host, or he's he's your auction ear. He's bringing all these off-world slaves in, and he's selling them off to you. Uh, you can have all kinds of fun with that. You know, that's that's one thought. Or maybe it could be run by the Huts, and it's the Huts Chambers, and you're <laughs> you're going around and seeing the Huts Entertainment. The Huts are the Huts are hosting you to entertainment they've brought from around the world. So you got Jabba maybe slobbering and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. everything he does, and he's got some shows. He's got the show you see in his cavern where they're, you know, the, well, I don't know what those things were called that were singing, but you know, yeah. so there's all kinds of things you could do with this kind of theme, and you don't have to stay ahead ahead of what's happening in the real world because I mean, you bring a computer home and it's outdated already. Sure, sure. Uh, you, you buy a video camera and the next day they've got a higher CCD chip or you know a better one. So trying to stay ahead right now is very difficult. I think back when Walt was doing the parks, it was a little easier to stay ahead, though he had remodeled it twice. Um, it's it's just getting difficult to stay ahead with the way technology's going. And I don't, to have it turn into some kind of just kind of carny fest of throwing anything they want in there and, and is, that retro, is destroying it. And that retro future Jules Verne thing didn't work here uh, like it, it did It doesn't work here. It seems to have worked somewhat at in Euro or at Paris Disneyland, partly because, you know, it's the fucking French, and they like that shit because it's their, their people. They can all stand up and say, I surrender together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, you know, I'll, I'll take the Jules Verne theme back. I'll put that over back where Disney originally planned to do something behind Big Thunder when they were going to put in... Um, God, I'm going to draw a blank. Well, they had the Hyperion airship, and they had the Nautilus yeah, Discovery Submarine Bay. restaurant, Discovery, Discovery Bay. Bay. Then kind of throw that back there. I think that's still a vi- I think that's still a viable idea. I think we should go back and look at why some of these things were shelved years ago when they actually outright came out and told you they were coming. If I used to love that preview attraction uh, space that they had right there at the end of Main Street as you came in that showed you what was up and coming. That's like the first place I wanted to go. What's what's coming up? What's coming up? And that was there for so long, I was really disappointed when it never came around. Was it money? Was it politics? Was some of what they were going to do not feasible with technology at the time? I mean, Space Mountain, the reason it didn't go into the, what, the 67 rehab, the 66 rehab, was the technology wasn't there yet. Uh, not to do what they really wanted to do, and maybe funding also, because when you hear 
Scalar talk about how they finally got to build it and get the the funds to help develop it. Uh, that was much, you know many years later and went to Disney World first. So, you know, maybe that's why. But maybe we should go back and relook at some things that have been shelved for whatever reason. I mean, you see you see interviews with Imagineers and they'll tell you only the great ideas get built. Well, if that yeah. was true, no. we probably wouldn't have DCA. Wouldn't have stuff ripped out. Yeah, we yes. wouldn't have we we wouldn't have the limo ride. <laughs> Superstar limo was a great ride. <laughs> we right. wouldn't have DCA the way we see DCA now. We wouldn't have the rocket rods. No, I think that was an interesting idea. They gave it a shot, but they cheeseballed it by yeah, you know not build, curving the they turns. They build not, up the infrastructure enough to support the. Right, right. It was just like uh, you know, let's try some different people mover. Isn't that great? Whatever. Uh, so. Let's go back and relook at what's been shelved and see if it could work. So that, yeah, I know. I, I, my, my DFs are probably really shocked that I'd get away from the Tomorrowland, but I think we have to be realistic. Either you've got to make a huge investment and stay in ahead and be willing to make some huge changes or go to more of a sci fi feel. You know, you could turn the corner the other way and go to Paramount and say, hey, look, we could do. Star Trek uh, Universe. A Star Trek universe. I mean, it's doing real well at the Hilton in Vegas. Uh, shoot, you'd have well, then you have to deal with Trekkies too. Yeah, exactly. I was saying, which, which is worse, Star Wars Star fans Wars or Star or Trek Trekkies. fans? What do they call Star Wars people? I have no idea. I mean, Trekkies. You know, Trekkies. You know, I I love Star Trek, but I don't want to consider myself a Trekkie because some of you know, it's like I don't sometimes want to admit I'm an annual pass holder because there are those who give annual pass holders bad names. Exactly. Just like in the Trekkie world, there are those who give Star Trek fans a bad name. Yeah, well, there's a lot more Star Trek fans out there giving the rest of them bad name because of their antics. Yeah, I, I've been to a few opening <laughs> nights in a theater with some of those people, I think. Um, no, I mean, not with them personally, but I know in the same theater that these people showed up into. Um, making your movie experience a little less than less than. Well, happy. sometimes they make it fun because they are a spectacle and you can get a good laugh at them. But sometimes they are a distraction uh, to what's going on, uh, I can I still remember when I went to see Star Trek Two and some guy yelled out, "Kick the shit out of him, Kirk!" <laughs> and it was it was great at the time. It, there was a tense moment and it was a comic relief and uh, that was pretty good. And I don't even think he was dressed up, but it was just you know <laughs> somebody enjoying and getting into the movie. So I, could you imagine though what that might do to attendance if you did something like that? I, I don't <sighs> I don't think I'd go the Star Trek way. That's Paramount. Let Paramount do what they want with that. But since we already have a working relationship with Lucas, Somewhat why anyway. not? Ex yeah, I mean, why not expound on it? He, he's not going to build theme parks, as far as we know. He's got a great vault of uh, storytelling to tap into. Yes. I, I think it would be, but I see awesome. But your general like concept that. is okay, because when Tomorrowland opened in 1955, right? It was supposed to be set in 1986. Okay, that was in 1955. 31 years in the future. Okay, so? Okay, so now that they rehabbed, um, when they rehabbed it again in 59, not so much, they added a couple attractions. But the 67 rehab was the world of motion, right? Yes, Dick has talked about that a few times. You know, you, yes. you you had the weenie rockets, you know, drawing you in and moving. You had the people movers moving. moving submarines the, uh, moving. The submarines moving. The Carousel of Progress building was moving. Skyway. You know, 
Skyway, you were supposed to have Space Mountain, which you wouldn't have saw into anyways. Correct. But you had you had everything that was Autopia. about motion. Yes. Uh, how Circle Vision fit into that, I'm not sure, other than you were moving with the movie yeah. because it took you on a travel and, log and, somewhere. And, you know, adventure through inner space. Oh, well, yeah, the great make-out ride of all time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but now, fast forward 20 years, 22 years to... Uh, yep. Or 21 years to... No, shoot, 30 to 1998. The 1998 New Tomorrowland was supposed to be that Jules Verne retro stump, and it flopped like nobody's business. Well, you know, because, they, again, I think they half-assed it. Sure. Well, look who's they in didn't, at the time. They, they didn't finish. I mean, if they were really going to go all the way, we would have got a 20,000 leagues under the sea attraction. Sure. That would have fit with the Jules Verne yes. colors yes. and all that. And interventions wouldn't have been interventions. It would have been... Uh, some other character. Not an invention, something else. Maybe the attraction that they put in at Disney World now closed the Timekeeper, which is Jules Verne theme, would have went in with uh, Circle Vision. Yeah. You know, so they didn't really fit. I mean, where, how does Star Tours fit in with that? You know, it's, they, it's half-assed. It wasn't. It wasn't thought through very well. All no. they did was put a coat of paint on it. I, I first time I saw Space Mountain like that, I wanted to puke. Oh yeah, it was travesty. I mean, I had those big chunks at the back of my throat, you know, that you're trying to keep down. It ju- it was bad, you know. Uh. Okay, okay, but so the the where I'm getting to is I like I like your idea of taking it completely out of this earth and in somebody else's future that doesn't. That, yes, it can get stale. I mean, look at Star Tours. It's somebody else's future. It's gotten stale. It's 20 years old. But, Isn't it hard to believe that thing's twenty years yeah. old? I just, I just, I well, we just passed the anniversary of Test Track. It opened in '99, on the 18th, I think. On oh, Pirates, Happy Birthday to Pirates. That was Saturday. Opened in 1967. Uh, so count the years back. I mean, it's it's almost uh, forty years old. It's it's almost hard years, to believe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, we don't have to rely. Disney shouldn't have to rely on someone else's vault i.e. Lucas. So pull something out of your ass. Come up with a, an alternate idea. Think past, you know, a five-year return. Uh, think like the Japanese do. Way out, you know. I mean, their business plans are usually way out. They're not looking for a quick return. Disney's got to stop thinking about the quick return, and especially if they want to treat Tomorrowland as a Tomorrowland. they got to think way out. I mean, Disney was a fan of... You know, the futurists and the futurist writers and some of his animators. You look at what Ward Kimball did, and NASA even wanted to look at some of their shorts. While, because Disney was already thinking ahead. They produced stuff that caught people's attention. What, what kind of crap are they doing today? Nothing. Nothing that's looking at the future other than like a Buzz Lightyear, and that's, that's total... Fantasy, there's no... Uh, that's a kiddie ride. That belongs in fantasy well, land. Well, I'm talking... Yeah, I mean, I'm talking even with the film. Uh, you know, I, I almost hate to admit I, I liked The Black Hole when I was a kid, and I went back to watch it, and could have been a great movie. It actually, I don't know, Somebody, by today's standards, I guess, sucks, but I really like the soundtrack for that movie. They, they remade that movie, uh, Event Horizon. I don't know who remade it. It wasn't Disney, but it was so much like The Black Hole... If no one caught the collation or the, the oh, I have to go watch Event Horizon because I went. I heard it was a supposed to be a scary story out in space, so I was not interested in looking at it. 
You know what? It, no, it was too much to me. I ever, was sitting through that whole thing because I liked the actor that was in that. Was was the guy? He's from the the Omen and and all oh, that. Yeah. Uh, um. Sam, 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 Sam. Uh, Sam, Sam, Sam. Yeah, you know who I'm Sam, talking. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. he. Uh, I, to me, it was the black hole. You go watch and tell me what you think. If if it's not, it's close enough for me in my mind. So screw you. you know, that's, okay. that's, that's the way I see it. Um, so that's what I would do with Tomorrowland. And this, you know, what futurists are out there today. I mean, you could almost still go back to Isaac Asimov and. Uh, uh, a few of those those guys, uh, uh, Carl Sagan, and probably still stay ahead of where some people thought we'd be today, where we are today. And, and we, if you think about when we landed on the moon in 1969, right? Yeah. Okay. How many years before that was the first man-powered flight? About 40. What man-powered flight? What is yeah. When was when was Kitty Hawk? 19. All right. Hang on a second. I'm testing your, your knowledge of history. So Kitty Hawk was 19... Wasn't... Was it 1903? 1906? thought it was a little... Like, I guess I'm going to have to Google Shoot. this huh, while right. we're talking. God bless um, But the point being... <laughs> from first man-powered flight wait, to landing on the wait, moon... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Flight just passed a century. It was, it was 1903 or 1904. 19, uh, all right. Keep talking. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, something I just found here said 1900, but it's not giving me the exact date. Um, for, uh, excuse me. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, let's say it was you know 40 to 50 years from first man-powered flight to landing on the moon. Okay, yeah. that's 69. You're talking 70, sev- 70 years. Okay, go back. Yeah, 100th anniversary of the Wright brothers' achievement was. There's a countdown here on this. Uh, EAA's countdown to Kitty Hawk. So, uh, December 17, 2003, 100 years. So that okay, makes it so 1903. 1903. So, so I was right in the right area. I might yeah, you were pretty pretty darn close. Okay, so 1903 to 1969 is 66 years. Okay, so now 1969 to 2006, how many more years have we passed on? That's 40... 79, 89, 99, we're at 30-some-odd years, right? Yeah. I hire, I hire engineers for the math. I don't do 37 it years, right? Okay, 37 years. <laughs> Where have we gone in 37? I mean, if you think about how quickly we progressed in flight, take first man-powered flight to first jet flight. Pretty short period of time, really. 40 years. I mean, we, and then jet flight to rocket flight. And then to the moon. 20 years, yeah. And in the last 37 years, we've done dick, except fly around the big blue ball. Space shuttle. Okay. Yeah, we haven't gone anywhere. And when this, the first time the space shuttle flew, it was already old technology. Correct. So we've done dick. No one's thinking very far out there anymore. I thought by now we'd send the colony out, you know, a ship that just, you know, you know it's a one-way mission. But you're doing it for mankind because that's what you want to do. And they're sending pictures back forever and just pushing the edge of the envelope and just get the hell out of town. You know, we're not we don't we can't even get to Mars. You know, uh, uh, I don't know what they're just people are too hung up on, you know, where they are today. I mean, they're but that's an know, exploration. If, that's that's a future with exploration. 
They could be uh, future well, from other things. It could be future from. Well, yeah, you, you know. could look at kind of the iRobot future, where the robots are our future. Uh, there's a movie that didn't stick close to the book, but. Um, I, I haven't even watched that movie. I was. I thought the effects were pretty good, but you know, Will Smith. I like Will Smith, so you know, after Men in Black, you know, yeah, he's fine. Gotta, gotta love it. Um, so, uh, what are you gonna do? I mean, you gotta think. Even Space Mountain, even though they've redone it, still to me kind of seems its age. Uh, that nothing's changed in the area. I, I'd like to see them get rid of the 3D movie and open that back up to a uh, stage similar to when it first opened. I was just looking at some renderings of that area looked like when it first opened and it was such more more energetic than the sure uh, the, the crap they got going now and i understand that you know it it gave it the area another attraction again has nothing to do with the future though you could say that's future technology they're developing to miniaturize and all that crap so correct you know i guess i'm saying so because I'm, I'm stuck with where what do you do unless you can really come up with some different attractions i like the idea of just taking tomorrowland off the the map by not thinking of it as our tomorrowland anymore as far as we tomorrow. the human race yeah. but look at it as someone else's you can make up a total fantasy world forget lucas uh, if he didn't want to participate or disney didn't want to participate with him make up your own sure uh, i could see you easy Turn it into Mars. Turn it into a Mars colony. Okay, that's still our future, but obviously we haven't gone there yet. Take the people mover platform or the ride track and uh, cover it with what would look like the rock formations on Mars. Make up your own Mars uh, features, and now that ride vehicle, and it could be the rough old people mover, and it wouldn't matter. I mean, you ride the Wedway at, at Disney World, and you go, God, this thing is smooth. You go back to Disneyland, and you're kind of rumbling around. That would work in that situation because you're going over a rough terrain. You're, you're going around to you're see how, Mars, how yeah. we developed Mars. We've got these outposts on Mars. Uh, this is how things are going. Uh, you know, that's, that, that's a thought also. Or you could take it a little farther. So, you know, Mars may not be that far away. We'll see where you know we go, but maybe you want to make it a little farther out and take it out to. Uh, well, for you, you might want to go to Uranus, but maybe it's Pluto <laughs> or uh, Neptune or something else. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> what a jackass! I tell you. <laughs> uh, you know, gotta have some childness left in me, sure, right? And sure. I can't, no, we don't. This is all about fun, but damn. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you know, and I know we're already going Pixar on the submarines, but you could actually do the same thing. You could be, you know, we've discovered the oceans on Mars and, and you oh, know, yeah. do some bizarre thing with that. Canals, uh, canals some, actually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know some people may think I'm going to the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but I wasn't even thinking. That just popped in my head now. Uh uh, Total, Total Recall, recall. Not, have have nothing to do with that. I just I, I'm just looking for something to do to improve Tomorrowland and try to keep it fresh, with not having to worry about that we went from you know a gigabyte to a terabyte overnight, and we're still talking about you know megabytes in some pre-show to something yeah. or kilobyte. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we got to keep it ahead no, or fresh no, no, or something. Think, see, that's a good idea because it you know. It, the age comes from, not from our technology leaving it behind, but it comes just because it's been around. 
I, yeah, you know, even the Star Tour thing. When I first saw that introduced or that vehicle was by Randy Bright. God rest his soul. Some asshole ran him over on his bike. Anyways, um, he was introducing it on the Disney Family album, and he's walking you through Disneyland, taking you through the tunnel, leaving today or the reality and going into the fantasy, and they gave a sample of what this this ride vehicle is going to be. It had nothing to do with Star Wars at the time. It simulated different experiences that the average person will never experience. You're in the Formula One oh, race Formula, car. I remember you're, this. Yeah, you're yeah. feeling every gear shift. You're, you're moguling down the side of a mountain on your skis. You're going through all these experiences that you just would never experience as an average human being. And I thought that, you know, I thought, God, that's, that's pretty darn cool. I was very excited with Star Tours. I think that's pretty cool, too. Uh, but after 20 years, I'm just, you know, I still write it. But it's not new. a priority. Sure. You know, after 40 years, Pirates is still a priority. But for some reason, Star Tours well, isn't. Why is that? Be- well, I think you know, I think it's I'll, because I'm disappointed that Star Tours has never been updated. I'll tell you what. Because it's ripe for that kind of a thing. Sure. Pirates update's been minimal, right? Yeah, but you know what? You know me. I'd like to see the Pirates but updated. Yes. Not necessarily the Jack Sparrow thing, but, but you're something, something different and exciting. You know, you make could, make that pirate ship sink a little bit. Look like it just got hit and it's sinking a sure. little bit. Or and some, of the, men, or some of the rigging falls down. You know, yeah. Shots, oh, yeah. Th- th- now, that would be pretty cool, rigging falling down. Um, anyway, something. I think we should bring the sword fighting pirates from Euro but, and get them in ours. There's something. But anyways. Okay, everyone thinks pirates and mansion are the classic Disney Sacred attraction. Sacred cow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what? They need whatever that is that makes them that way needs to be bottled and sprinkle on some of the other stuff that they pull out. Cause they well, it's not necessarily story, because remember, correct. Walt described those as experiences and not true stories. That's right. There is no true storyline. It's like a cocktail party, you said, right, for for, pir- yes. uh, for mansions. Yes. Every time you go, you hear something else. All right. Um, okay. Well, then I think we should wrap up. Uh, I think we should wrap up. I think we covered some basic ideas and tenets of, of what's happening. I think we, uh, you know, I, I'm happy to see there's something going on with with the submarines. Exactly. It may not be what we wanted. I'm happy to see that they're going to open up the flow between uh, Tomorrowland Terrace and the People Mover platform. I'd really like to see the rocket, or not the rocket rods, but the rocket jets or something like that come back. You know, I even had an idea that I wanted to do years ago, and I was looking through all the let me save it for next time because it is a Tomorrowland thing. Thirty seconds. Go. I'll no, I'll save it because I couldn't wrap it up in thirty <laughs> seconds. Right. <laughs> Gotta You're right. Hook I, them, I hook them, make them want to come back for next time. Yeah, you hook. And I'm we'll gonna write down. We'll touch on this. Yes. Greg's Tomorrowland idea. I hope you don't forget which one you're talking about. Uh, well, mention that it has to do with the people mover platform, and I think I'll, it'll okay. it'll ring a bell. Or it might be on my solo podcast. Oh, don't plug your own shit here. I'm going to when we get into that. Okay, fine. Part of the show. Peopleboar. All right. Well, then let's Screw move in, let's move into that part of the show. Let's talk about the Disney Podcast Network. If you want to talk about our show, previous episodes, you have things you want to vent or let us know about. We have forums that are on the Disney Podcast Network. Are any of them any good? The forum? Our well, forums? We have, we, our forums have episodes. <laughs> we have episode-specific forums, episode threads, that you can post and tell us what you thought about what we talked about here. Um, 
And the site is www.disneypodcastnet.com. And it's a indie collective of Disney podcasts. We have a, quite a plethora of different genres and and things going on over there. I encourage you to go check it out. It's hosted by the Meandering Mouse, a guy named Jeff. And Trapped on Vacation is there. Extinct Attractions is there. Window to the Magic is there. Uh, I'm forgetting a bunch. Uh, Beyond Main Street, Bring Disneyland Home, uh, Air, uh, bah, 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 Zippity Doo Pod. Who am I forgetting? Did you do Beyond Main Street, my favorite yes, one? Yes, I said Beyond Park Comic. Bob. I'm sorry. Oh, Alan, I, I, was, no. I was reading a little bit on MySage thinking, why the hell are we still doing this this way on something here that I don't know if I'm going to mention because you don't want me to. But, yeah, uh, Mike or Lou and Bob, they're my favorite everyday guys doing their, their little video podcast, and we like that a lot. Uh, did you do Trapped on Vacation? Yes, I mentioned Trapped on Vacation. Oh, Earl. I'm so sorry. Uh, and- the magic, what is that? Uh, so you we got park hopping. You've got extinctattractions.com. I think I hit them. You do, you do all those. Yeah. I like extinct attractions too. Those those guys have really hit a niche for those attractions that we all miss. Uh, they talk about them, make videos of them. They get a good website. Uh, that that's definitely a good one to go go listen to. Uh, there's a lot of Disney sanctioned one out there. They're pretty good too. If that's what you want, just the straight Disney scoop. Yeah. Uh, those are those are also good. But you know, there, there's a lot of good hard discussions on that that the podcast net. Uh, we've taken some, you know, direct salvos that, you know, <laughs> they're not probably awesome. really salvos, but you know, we're all we're all critiquing each other to try to make what we do better because yes. each one of our podcasts has kind of a unique audience that listens to them because of the way they are. We get listened to because we use shit and the f bomb and other things, which you know the the average podcast doesn't use. We're a little more PG, and there are a lot of people out there that appreciate PG-13. that. And yeah, NC-17, I don't know. We're, oh, no, not that bad Almost yet. been there Getting sometimes. There. Uh, Lou and Bob's a good, clean show, good family-oriented, give yep. you information about uh, traveling to the parks. We are probably uh, the least so. family-friendly family friendly cast coming out of the Disney Podcast Network. Yes, I, we are. I think so. Anyway, yeah. but there's forums there. You can give us feedback on the shows. You can, you know, learn everything is there is to know about all the people that hang out there. Um, and yeah, and, and instead of us all talking to each other, it's all, all us fellow podcasters and vidcasters. It'd be nice to get some people who listen to us make some comments also. Uh, but that's expected because it's just getting going, and and we are all talking to each other, trying to. Uh, but please send us email, our mailbag. We like to address what you've sent to us and talk about it because that's really fun to talk about what you want to talk about. Yep. Uh, we have we have enough of our own opinions, but it's nice to talk about someone else's and. And see what other people think. Yeah, so email addresses, info at micecast.com, feedback at micecast.com, greg at micecast.com, mike at micecast.com. And, and maybe Richard and at maybe micecast.com <laughs> if he ever gets his ass in the studio. <laughs> and his act together. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I'm going to plug mine again here. It's right. Actually, I was disappointed to find out that the name I was going, 1401 Flower, the domain is already taken by some company that I don't want to even start bartering with. Um, so Would you settle I'm on? not going to do that one. Unless I can have my own website with my own domain, I'm not going to do that. So I think I've settled on Imagineering My Way, which will be my podcast on uh, more tangible and realized 
thoughts than I put out on this show of different attractions that I've worked on over the years. Uh, and some of them that I've actually uh, turned into Disney, part of contests that they used to have at the park. Some are ideas that I just talked to people in the park that ended up realized. Don't know that necessarily because I said it or, you know, I was on the same track as someone else who said it, but it, it's just nice to know that some of these things that I thought were were good or should be done actually were implemented, whether or not it was, came from me or not. It doesn't really matter. It's that the park, I think, uh, benefited f from those ideas. So if I have a parallel thought to someone else that has the power to do it, great. It worked. So. All right. So you plugged your junk. Oh, th you know, <laughs> screw you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the DisneyPodcast.net. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bastard. So, well, then that's all that's left to do is uh, encourage people to send us an email. You can visit our website, MyScast.com, www.MyScast.com. And the last thing to do is to say goodnight. Good night. just a dream away. Man has a dream and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart. When it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away.